Man, I'm so excited to be here with you guys this morning. And I have to tell you, I'm even more grateful uh, to serve alongside such a great leadership team. I want to say I've I've been to many churches, uh, both locally and nationally, and I have to say that West Ridge Church has one of the healthiest leadership teams uh, in the nation. So could we celebrate godly leadership this morning? Yeah, yeah. Also, man, my family loves this church, like really love this church. And um, this is our church family. This is our church home. And I told my son this morning, my, my daughter, I was like, we're going to be a part of the family this morning. And my son was like, family? Does that mean that they're our cousins? And I was like, yeah, they're, they're our cousins. So if you see me after service, call me Cousin Terrence, okay? Okay. Um, as it is my custom, I like to read the entire passage of scripture we're going to focus on and then pray and then jump into the message. Okay. You ready? Okay, cool, cool. If you could turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 10, we're going to read verses one through six, Luke chapter 10 verses one through six. And I'll read. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he said to them, the harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. Carry neither money bag, knapsack, nor sandals, and greet no one along the road. But whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. Let us pray. Lord, I ask that you bless us in our time this morning. We understand that if you don't show up, every song and word spoken is meaningless. We ask that you speak to us and remind us that no matter where we may find ourselves in this life, that you are a very present help in time of trouble. Remind us that we are your body and that we are all better together. Show us that we're that city set upon a hill that you spoke about in the Gospels. Be with my words this morning as I humbly share what you've placed on my heart. It is in Jesus' name we pray and ask it all. And the people of God say amen. I want to ask you a question. And this is a few important questions. Like, if you, have you ever been in a crisis moment? And as a matter of fact, when you find yourself in the crisis moment, Man, maybe a moment that seems tight, maybe a moment that seems a little bit stressful. Who do you go to? Like when you feel like life is literally overwhelming you to the point where it feels like the oceans of life have you drowning, where do you go to get your support? Who do you turn to to get get your strength? I remember receiving a crisis phone call last March. Uh, My sister up in Washington, D.C. shot me a text message, and then she tried to call me. I was at a lunch meeting, and the text message reads this. Uh, Our father 
has just had a stroke. Where are you? And in that moment, I have to be honest, man, my, my heart sunk. Because I'm like, this is my dad. I love my father. This is my biological father, man. Like, what is happening? And as a matter of fact, I started to ask these random questions to the Lord. Like, God, like, is, is, is my father okay? Uh, will I be able to see my father? Or is this the last day of his life? As a matter of fact, Lord, like, what are you doing? I remember leaving the lunch meeting, running to my car, like literally running to my car, hopping in my car and going and driving through downtown. I picked up the phone and it seems as if I could feel every single second that was passing because my heart was wherever my father was. I called my wife and I said, babe, like, I don't know what to do. Like, what do I do in this moment of crisis? And my wife responds with these words, and I'll never forget it after she prays for me. She says, go and serve him. Now, this is hard for me at this moment because I hadn't speak, spoke to my dad in over a year. And you mean to tell me the first time that I will talk to him again face to face would be in ICU? What do you do when life has your back against the wall and your faith is fragile? The second thing my wife says, man, like you literally need to, to reach out to the people that you're doing life with right now. Allow them to pray for you. Allow them to strengthen you. Allow them to encourage you while you're going through life's challenges. And I remember calling some of my friends and I just opened up. I said, man, I don't know what's going on with my dad. And later on, I got a text message that said he was going to the emergency room. They had to do emergency surgery. And so my heart is beating fast. And I'm like, man, I'm talking to one of my friends. I'm like, you got to pray for me right now. And so my friends prayed for me. And I just opened up and I shared more and more and more. And finally, I found myself in the ICU waiting to hear the news. It was hard because at this moment, my faith was fragile. But I, I got to say, man, it was the people that I was connected to, that I was doing life together with, that actually provided the strength and the support I needed to be present with my father in ICU to pray for him. People called me. People all across Georgia was praying for my father. People shot me text messages. People brought food down there. People wanted to step, step up and, and serve and even share out of their own experiences of loss and grief and just be present with me in that moment. And I, I found out this amazing and important idea that, man, whoever, who you are connected to and walking with becomes extremely important during times of crisis. We are better together in times of crisis because our togetherness shows the world who Christ is through our unity and our accountability. And we get the chance to radiate what Christ is able to do when we stick together. And I also learned that when we're, when we're called to do life together, we've got to do life together before we can share Christ together. Because it's actually our togetherness that actually strengthens us to share Christ. Man, over that week, I was able to pray with my dad and be with him. 
And this surgeon uh, performed this surgery where they had to go up to his brain and clear out the blood clot. And my dad was able to get movement back on the side of his left, his left side. And then he started to talk again. And then the hospital said, man, this is a miracle story because we didn't know you were going to make it. One month later, I'm at Westridge Church. I tell my dad, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm about to get ordained. Would you come and be here? And if you could show this picture. My father shows up uh, to, to my ordination, and I continue to serve him. Uh, the summer of last year, I learned that my dad gave his life to Christ, and um, it gets better. He calls me in the last week of December 2017. He says, man, guess what? It's like, what's up? He's talking about the Lord and encouraging me and, and just real, uh, his faith was really high. He's like, man, I'm just really grateful for the Lord and what he's done uh, to my life. And guess what? I'm about to be baptized on the last day of December. Let's celebrate. Yeah. That's me with my dad at his baptism. He said, man, I want to publicly profess my faith and show people that God is able to walk with us even through our darkest moments. And guess what? It gets even better. My dad is here with me hearing me preach for the first time. I have to ask you. Who are you doing life with that keeps you strong when life gets heavy? Who are you walking with that is able to hold up your arms when life seems overwhelming? Because I've learned this, whenever we're going through the most difficult times, it's very tempting to isolate ourselves and say, you know what? Nobody understands what I'm going through. Nobody experienced what I'm experiencing. But I'm, I'm here to tell you that, man, if we come together, when we come together in Christ, we must understand that our strength to share Christ comes from who we are connected to. I've learned that when we do life together and not in isolation, we're able to glean a couple of things that sets us up to share Christ. And the first thing is this, we gain strength. When we are in moments of crisis, we must learn to open up and learn to allow our brothers and sisters in the body to support us. Paul says it this way. He says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. He said, this word bear literally means to carry, to sustain, to uphold, to support. And many of you may find yourself in a situation where you feel like life is overwhelming. And I come to tell you that if you're going to share Christ, get connected together with somebody who's able to give you strength. And here's what I mean. Many of you, experience the snow days, right? And we all love the snow days. We're like, God, we got time off of work. Yeah. You know, <laughs> until day three and day four. And it's like, God, the kids are still here. <laughs> what's, <laughs> what's going on? You know, send them back. <laughs> and um, around day three, I went outside and I was in my driveway, man. And I was uh, trying to start my, my truck and get it so I could go and probably get the family some food or something. And uh, I got this, eh, 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 and my battery was dead. Yeah, you guessed it. Uh, the cold weather killed my battery. 
And so my wife, she's like, what are you going to do? I'm like, well, I know the neighbor. I'm connected to the neighbor. Let me just go over the way and ask the neighbor if uh, he could give me a jump. And the neighbor comes over. He gives me a jump. He pops his hood. He connects his battery uh, to my battery. And I'm out there. And then (laughs) it won't start. And then finally the truck starts. (laughs) And I'm like, yes. And then it dawned on me. That isn't our spiritual journey just like this? That sometimes we may experience dead moments in life or weak moments in life. And we're like, man, it's a weak moment in my marriage, man. It's a weak time on my job. It's a weak time in this relationship. It's a weak time. But yet we are connected to the body of believers that's connected to the life source. That when we're connected to people, they're able to plug up to us and encourage us with faith. Pray pray with us. Worship with us. And then we're able to get this life source connected to us so we can journey forward. How many of you know that we're connected to this life source called Jesus that's able to redeem, that's able to restore, that's able to lift up, that's able to come into your dead situation and say, I have the power to move you on. We get strength when we surround ourselves and we do life together with other people. Somebody, I tell you, it was funny because the very next day I'm at Walmart and somebody comes up to me and say, hey buddy, do you have a jump? I'm like, yeah, I got a jump. Because why? Because isn't it beautiful how the family and the tapestry of God works together and we are better together that when we feel the strength and the support of our brothers and sisters in the faith that we're also able to share that same strength with somebody else that's going through a dead situation. And the next thing is that we we get support. And you know, support is a little different from strength. Uh, because support is simply the safe space where you can share everything that's going on in your life, even if you don't have all of the answers and you literally feel like the body, the people that you're doing life with, that you're connected to, makes you feel this ministry of presence. It makes you feel that the grace of God is still present in your life. Paul says it this way in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 12. He says, for as the body is one, and has many members, but all of the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also in Christ. Isn't it amazing that when we're able to be connected to this family of God and do life together well, that one part of the body can strengthen and support another part of the body when we find ourselves in moments of crisis? And a beautiful thing about my neighbor... He stayed out there and he talked to me. He says, man, the same thing just happened to me. How many of us find ourselves in situations where sometimes just other people around us sharing their faith and saying the same thing happened to me? But we serve a God that when we find ourselves in the moments where we feel like life is weak and life is presenting this dead situation, God provides support through his disciples. The, the last thing I think we get when we're connected to people and doing life together before we share Christ together is wisdom. Yeah. 
My stepfather would often tell me, he says, man, Terrence, knowledge is information, but wisdom is application. It's the things that we go through that actually God uses to prepare something in us so we have the wisdom and the knowledge and the know-how, even how we live out our faith to be able to share with others who are also going through similar situations. And I learned this, that God will sometimes change our circumstances or sometimes he'll use our circumstances to change us because it's the lessons and the things that we go through and the trials and the weak moments of life that better equips us to actually pour out into other people's lives. You want to know how compassionate Jesus was and while he's the high priest where he came to earth, where we can empathize and he can empathize and sympathize with our earthly sufferings because he had nails in his hands. He had a crown on his head. He, understand, he understood shame and guilt and all of those things that we're tempted by, but yet he was without sin and he is the ultimate life source. And he came to earth to let you know that if you hook up to me, I don't care how dead your situation is, I have life to give you. One thing I learned and I love about the passage that we read earlier is that Christ spent a significant amount of time with his disciples. And they spent so much time together in this community, it was the actual thing that equipped them to be sent out to share the kingdom of God two by two. The disciples were with Jesus when he healed on the Sabbath. The disciples were with Jesus when he taught the Beatitudes. The disciples were with Jesus when the centurion servant was healed. The disciples was with, was with Jesus when he fell asleep in the boat and it seemed like the storm would take them out and Jesus woke up and said, oh, you of little faith, peace be still and calm the weather. Christ had been with his disciples for quite some time doing life with them and preparing them to actually go out and share to the world how great he is. You know, after we're strengthened from being in the community together, we have this charge to take the gospel of good news of Jesus to the world together. Because sharing Christ is better together. In fact, it's the community that we're connected to that gives us the confidence to share Christ. And you wanna know why it's so important that we've we've got to share Christ together? (laughs) Because Christ says it. Man, there's a huge need in the world. He says, man, the harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. This word harvest, when Jesus is thinking about this word, when Christ uses this term, he has this picture of farmers that have gathered the crops. They've gotten crops that were full term, but just because crops were there and they were visible, the work didn't stop. They needed people to get out there and literally gather the crops. And we're living in a time where the harvest is plentiful. People are dealing with sin and have never heard the grace of God, that God is a God of forgiveness. There are people who are literally living in downtown Atlanta and has never heard that Jesus doesn't care about your material wealth. He cares about your spiritual wealth. 
There are families broken right here in this community. And it's time for us, West Ridge Church, to step up and say, you know what? We're going to go and be a father, a father to the fatherless and a mother to the motherless. There are people right now who've never experienced real love. And we have the good news to say we're connected to this life source. Let me tell you about somebody that'll love you past your shame, that'll love you past your guilt, that'll love you past every single mistake that you've ever made in your life. And this person's name is Jesus, and he's able to resurrect everything that the enemy tried to steal. There's a huge need. And Jesus is saying, guys, man, I I need you more and more than ever to come together and and get strength and get support and get the wisdom so you can go out and literally be a light to the world. Another thing, another reason why we've got to share Christ together is that God has given us something to offer. Everybody, something to offer. God is a mosaic and he's created a diversity of people. And I imagine that the people that Jesus sent out two by two, they weren't all the same. Many of you are in here and you're wondering like, God, like, how do I, how am I supposed to be used? Do you know that God has given you a purpose? God has given you a talent, a gift, or something to offer back up unto him so that people may hear and experience the good news of Jesus Christ? Man, some of you can research to the glory of God. Some of you can build to the glory of God. Some of you can cook to the glory of God. And if you can cook, find me after church. Some of you can uh, pray unto the glory of God. Some of you can serve and have hospitable gifts to the glory of God. But God needs all people from all walks of life serving others so that other people are, are able to experience this source of life we call Christ. It's funny because I, I met this guy named James about a month ago. Obviously, he's homeless. We were in downtown Atlanta. And um, we had this big serve day. A bunch of people were out, and people who were believers were loving on him and sharing their faith with him. And then we invited him into the uh, Love Beyond Walls family, got him a place to stay. And uh, it was all these different people with all these different gifts just walking with him and, and loving on him. And um, in one month, not only, not only did James dedicate his life to the Lord, but he joined the church. He's going to be baptized next month, and he just got a job this week. Don't tell me that God cannot do the impossible when everybody says, you know what? I have a gift. I have something to offer. I'm going to bring it to the master so he can multiply it. Another reason we have to share Christ together which is probably the most important. So we need each other during, during vulnerable moments. Yeah. Christ made it clear in this passage. He said, man, go your way. Behold, I send you out as lamb among wolves. Carry neither money bag, knapsack, nor sandals. And greet no one along the road. I, I, I almost believe that Christ knew to tell his disciples this. 
because there were going to be, just because we come together, just because we pray together, that there were going to still be challenges. And that their togetherness, right, their ability to stay connected to one another, their ability to stay strengthened by one another, supportive, supported by one another, and gleaning wisdom from one another were the things that are going to keep them steadfast and faithful on this journey. Because there will be times, people of God, that you're going to be challenged. Christ was clear. When he said to his disciples, like, hey, hey, guys, like, seriously, like, I, I want you to go. It's, it's, it's this great harvest, right? I, I want you to use your gifts. But let me tell you something. They're going to be weak moments. They're going to be times where you seem like it seems like you just can't share Christ with anybody else. But he's saying, man, I've created, I got this body. I got people that you're connected to. Stay plugged in to the life source. Stay plugged in to each other. Stay praying. Stay reading your Bible. Stay committed to the community because it's out of that community that you're going to get the type of support that you need to continue this journey. Let me ask you some important questions. Who are you connected to right now? Are you that person? It's like, man, like I, I've experienced some weak moments. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm that person that's weak right now. And uh, Terrence, I, 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 just, I don't like opening up to anybody. You know, my business is my business. Yeah. How many of you know if you don't get connected, if you don't open up, you stay in weak moments? You stay experiencing things that seem like they're taking life away from your faith. And I believe with all my heart that God is calling us, the body, to be together, right? But to take that togetherness to the world. Man, what if, what if, what if sharing Christ together meant that somebody battling poverty is able to find their worth in Jesus? What if, what if coming together meant that somebody who was battling an addiction was able to break free because they were connected to people who are connected to the vine, the life source? What if somebody actually heard the good news for the first time in their life because they've been skeptical with their faith and they look at how we are vulnerable but together and honest and still walking and still trusting Christ and still carrying our cross and say, that's the type of faith I need to be around, real people. What if it's that? What if somebody comes to meet God for the first time because they're like, man, I see the way that the body of Christ loves the world. But what if it meant for you that you need to take a step, that you need to join a small group and get connected, that you need to serve local missions, and you may be the person saying, you know what, Terrence, like, I don't know about the overseas thing, but uh, there's some things going on in my backyard that I would like to get connected to. What if you join this church, our church, and say, we're going to come together and take over this community and be that light 
and be that city set on a hill where men see our good works and they glorify our Father in heaven? What if you signed up to say, hey, I'm going to be that one this year. I'm going to take the dream off of the shelf and I'm going to go on the mission trip that I've been talking about for so long. What if you took the step? What if taking the step was actually you becoming something that's connected to a body that's going to provide strength for somebody else who's experiencing darkness? What if you viewed your live, work, and play spaces as a place to share Christ. What if we shared Christ together? What if we came together and said, you know what? There's too much death happening in our society and culture. There's too many people walking around weak in our society and our culture. And we've got to do something. We've got to do something. Because you know what? We have this good news And it's not enough to gather together in church. We've got to do something with it. We need to live on mission every single second of our lives because life is not short. Life is short. Life is not long. At any given moment, it can be taken away from us and others. Let's share this good news, guys. Let's take this gospel of grace into places of darkness. Let us pray. God, we are grateful that you're a God that does not change. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You're the God that controls the heavens and the earth. God, you're both infinite and intimate. You sent your son to die on a rugged cross so that we might have new life. And God, I pray this morning for people in here who've been experiencing all types of death-defying situations. They feel like they're weak. God, I pray that you would strengthen them, that you would remind them that you're a God that is a very present help in the time of trouble, that you've commissioned your disciples to be branches as long as we are connected to your vine. God, I pray for every individual who's seeking out their purpose and how they should get involved. I pray that you would reveal that to them in this church so they could see this world as a mission field so that people who are far from God, who are far from you, can experience that new life in Christ that we profess and proclaim. I pray for people who don't know you yet, for the people We're on the fringes saying, is this really real? I pray that you would wrap your arms around their hearts and let them know that the life you give is just as real as the blood flowing through their veins. We love and thank you for all that you do. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.